Yo, 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 what's up? This is Space Nagus Rome here with uh, Captain, Captain, excuse me, Turnip Seed himself. And um, I did the first part of the um, iceberg, and I figured, you know what I'm saying, we change it up, uh, get some other people from the Space Nagus crew up in here. Captain, you want to say something? Hey, what's up, dude? Yo, it's good, good to be back. Good to be back here uh, in, in track land, uh, Space Nagus, you know, Cisco Rock. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so, so we're gonna go. It's, hey, it's, it's, it's great to have you, man. I'm glad you could beam in for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know we got stuff going on at the edge of the galaxy that any moment could call us away, right? Right, right, always, always. Um, you know how they're trying to find these wormholes, hey, right? You got to find them where you can. Make sure they're stable, though. Make sure they're stable before you go through them. <laughs> You know exactly what uh, it is. Once you find a stable wormhole, it's easy to get back and forth. But you know, there's right, been all, right. all of this. It does feel like uh, uh, beaming up and beaming out because you know teleworking and all of that, and being remote and um, homeschooling. That's just a homeschooling, remote remote learning for the children. It, feel, it does feel like some some point being on the space station and then getting the lessons and having to give them and then transition back to what they call reality, what this is now, or the new reality that we transition to. So. Trying to get them, uh, trying to get ready to start spending these intergalactic credits to get off the dollar. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you know what I'm saying? You mess around, you better get you some latinum. Yep, yep, gotta find some latinum. Remember when uh, they had like the episodes where it was like latinum was in gold? It was like this gold is worth nothing. <laughs> Actually, yes, and I believe that's part of the iceberg. So we're gonna get there. Um, <laughs> Yo, so let's get started. Uh, the iceberg concept, if you saw the previous video, you basically just go through things from Star Trek and you comment on them. Um, and basically, I guess you're the biggest Trekkie ever if you know all this stuff without having to research it. Um, unfortunately, uh -huh. <laughs> unfortunately, I have fallen short. Uh, <laughs> I didn't quite make it to that celestial gate of the prophets yet, but... Um, so we'll start with Midnight's Edge. Um, apparently, this is a dude on YouTube that Ooh. really hates "quote unquote" new Trek or "quote unquote" woke Trek, even though mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Trek's always been sort of woke. Right. Um, That's, that that is what Star Trek is. It, it was more of the balance than it was the the the, the unbalance, right, or the imbalances. Well, I mean, and you got to think like you pretty much have to make a conscious effort in the 60s to be like, I'm going to have a bridge crew. It's going to be a complete non-human um, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, a black woman, a mm -hmm. woman at that, but a black woman, mm -hmm. um, an Asian dude and a Russian guy at the, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, the heat of the Cold War. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was, you know, there, a message was trying to be delivered there. That's, that, was whole, that was Roddenberry's whole point, right? To actually have all these people work together for the betterment of uh, society and exp space exploration and not necessarily for destruction, right? Right, right. Um, this is kind so of like I'm gonna an go ahead and, Star Wars and shit like that. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say Midnight's Edge. Um, that's, that's pretty much what it is. It says do not research. Um, I don't think Section 31 put that on there. I think that was just regular Starfleet intelligence. So it's probably good. <laughs> that you just don't check it out, man. Uh, so <laughs> Lieutenant Barkley as an audience stand-in. Yeah. Yeah. I think, 
It's funny because we were talking offline about uh, what you thought Lieutenant Barkley, not you thought what you know Lieutenant Barkley to represent. I thought Lieutenant Barkley was there to represent the skeptics in the audience who are watching Star Trek who need to be brought into the show, so to speak, right? So it's that jumping in point, it's that jumping in person, almost like the audience is, well, that's what they're saying, it's the audience, the audience view. view a lot so of a new viewer almost. Yeah, because I mean, the tech talk wasn't important to him. It was really about what we're doing and how we're doing and how we're getting from point A to point B. Um, which is kind of what Star Trek does a lot of times, right? It's that tech talk that I do like because it's those explanations that help me go, okay, this kind of grounds it in some type of reality. But the, for the people who are just watching sci-fi, none of that makes sense, you know, because that still is science fiction. When you start talking about quantum realities and uh, uh, or just even um, compressors and shit like that that they talk about and warp drives and things and how these things operate. Um, from a science point of view, it's always rooted in the reality. But what we know about humans or, or is even our reality, we don't want to know so much about it, right? We just want to know enough to get through. And that's how I saw Barkley was just give me enough to get through from this point to that point. And uh, it kind of became a running gag for the, for the yeah, audience like memory. I, I think with, with and, and I didn't really have this realization. Um, so I can't really say this is my point. This is just something that I gleaned from uh, the the social media realm where Star Trek is concerned. Um, so a lot of people, I guess, feel like Barclay is supposed to be a representation of people on the spectrum, um, which, I mean, I guess I can see that. Uh, it never really dawned on me, but it's crazy because you have people that identify as being on the spectrum um, mm -hmm. that said, yeah, he is. And then I don't like him because of it, or I don't like the way they played it. And then some mm -hmm. that said, yeah, he is, but it made me feel like seen that, you know, this was represented on Star Trek. Um, but just as like, as the audience itself, I never really got that from, um, Barkley. Um, honestly, to me, I would think like Crusher would almost be more so, the audience stand in, but I can see that his appearances got lessened over the course of the season too. Mm. Um, and so maybe some people are like, oh, well, you know, Barclay being the new person is supposed to be like that guy. I, I don't really see him though as an audience stand in. I get, I mean, I can, I see the, the it's funny because you said the artistic part about, you know, the spectrum. I can, I guess I can see that. Um, I think but it's sort of it it's like him? the way he's an engineer, right? Think, he was an engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think well, he I is think an engineer. He is. Yeah, I think they see it more so as like the obsession with the holodeck. Uh okay, okay, okay. His obsession with things that now. Okay, I guess I can see that. I guess I can see that. Because you because you remember in Voyager, like, I mean, I think didn't he like make a holodeck house and live there. Yeah, he lived in the holodeck. That was like his, that was like, he had a whole episode where he was there. That was his, he didn't come out, right? And they were like, you have to come yeah. out. I could, so that, that part I could see because he had to come out and in, interact with the crew, right? And interact with reality. Um, so that makes now, sense. Now with you know? that in mind, with that whole, like, I want to immerse myself in Star Trek, um, or rather, I want to immerse myself in the fantasy, and his fantasy just so happened to be like I'm on a starship, blah blah blah. So, do you think, with that in mind, I don't know? It's almost like I'm sort of talking myself out of it. Like because... everybody else, like the other engineers, like like everybody knew their job, right? 
It wasn't that yeah. he didn't know his job. It's just that he wasn't, to me, like wrapped up in it. I guess that, to me, he was like a regular person. So when you have the Star Trek, when you talk about Enterprise, and even when you talk about Voyager and being out there, you know, you're talking about, you know, supposedly the best of the best in Starfleet. But he actually showed to me that Starfleet, you had regular students at Starfleet. You dig what I'm saying? No, I got you, bro. But but this is what I'm saying about I'm almost talking myself out of it that he is the audience stand in just because of he's literally cosplaying being a Starfleet officer as he's a Starfleet officer. (laughs) And it's like, you know, I'm saying like so the Trek fans that like like really immerse themselves in Trek culture and stuff. So I sort of almost get it now. Like, okay, I could see that a little bit, but I would say that's definitely more the Voyager Barclay than the TNG Barclay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think he got developed more in Voyager, um, definitely. But they didn't have more space to develop him because they, you know, they're out further, right? So you could dedicate the whole episode to him. Um, I also think I also think it was an attempt to, hey, we got a tie to TNG, right? Yeah. So we're gonna exploit yeah. that tie as many ways as we can, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, I guess it's a fantasy. Like, I see what you're saying. He is the person who, the cosplay. I, that's that's a good point. That is a very good, that's a very good view of him because that's exactly what he is. He's the character, right? It's like it's like, bro, you actually have real Starfleet things you could be doing right now, but you're in the holiday. He would rather be in the holiday doing some other stuff. And then yeah, they, pre- they also like that was also their way of encouraging that, like while you're away, have that kind of fun, that um levity, you know. Not that right. they didn't have it. Everybody went to the hollow suite, but you can also get hooked on it too, right? Right. You can get right. hooked on every um, And it ties into the, the episode with Nog too, when he sort of had the little... Yes. Not, he wasn't really addicted to it, but it was almost like a a, a depression escaping mechanism, yeah. I guess. it's an escape right. mechanism, which is what the holodeck is supposed to be because it's supposed to give you that Temporarily. sense of home, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Supposed to be that. It's supposed to take you to places like, um, for what's his name? Picard would go to his favorite Shakespeare plays, and and Janeway would go to all of her Victorian novels or hang out in Da Vinci's place. So it's supposed to. You are supposed to indulge yourself in those things, which is which hey, are. Which we, we're gonna talk about indulgement, man. Indulging is for quarks, okay? <laughs> well, I guess the, I guess part of what we're saying is if you don't. If you don't have fun, if you don't get away, you will lose your mind, especially when you're on those trips because you're stuck in this, you're in space, but you're stuck in this thing in space, which means there's never enough space in space. So you have that contradiction, which kind of what you see here, people say on the spectrum, is like, I'm in my body, but I can't get out some of the emotions and information that I want to share with you because I just don't know how. I don't have the ability to process it in the way you do. I'll process it through this lens which is the same thing that our friend um, Barkley does. He processes his information better in those fantastic fantasy places when we're watching a show, realize, thinking that he's in a fantasy place already. You know, it really could have been a very meta thing where they could have done a show within the show. I don't know if they did a few of those. Um, hey, you know what? He, that he was like- in TNG and Voyager, right? I don't think they appeared in anything else. No, but they, they could really do one? like a, they could do like a 30 minute, like non to canon invasive yeah. show yeah. just about Star Trek counselors. Yeah, well, that would be, that's what I wonder if they go, well, you know, probably talk about it later, but section 31, right? Because you have to get into this part of what's going on with these people, 
who are going to and from planets on a regular basis, in some cases having God-like abilities, and in some places encountering beings who they feel have God-like abilities. So you have this duality in reality that these people are living with that, you know, the only place that they really kind of talked about it, well, they did talk about it on DS9 when they brought in um, um, the, the Jazz replacement, but she was a therapist. And then mm -hmm. uh, Troy, you know, uh, and in somehow, some way, I think they brought in a therapist on Voyager at some point, right? They kind of had somebody to talk to, which is kind of like- Our, uh, Discovery has one too. You have to, you have to. I think that's, especially, it's funny, it's odd now that mental health is really becoming mainstream because it's something that they did touch in a lot of on Star Trek about how are you dealing with this? Because the, the Vulcans, right? No emotion versus the humans over emotion. The two have to learn how to work together in some kind of way to get to this place where um, neither one are dominant, but both are really uh, contributing. That is very much true. And when we talk about mental health, you also have to worry about physical health. And yeah. in this case, we're talking about getting the cheese to sick bay. I think you know something about that. <laughs> Get the cheese to sick bay. Let the doctor look at it. I feel awful about this. I assure you, I had no idea. More gel packs must be down. If this is getting to the environmental systems, we may be in more trouble than we thought. Neelix, this wasn't your fault. The important thing is that we found the source. Get the cheese to sick bay. The doctor should look at it as soon as One day they really need to um, like calculate the cost risk analysis of dealing with Neelix. Because <laughs> it couldn't have been that high, man. It couldn't yeah, have been I, that high. You know, they were, were going to kill him a few times. And they decided not to. They played with killing him a few times. Um, but he was, uh, Neelix was always doing something that kept it going, right? But he was their guy, but he was a piss poor guy because he didn't know if he 